Cause I'm Mr. Big Chest. Oh, that's right, guys. We're giving a shout-out to Mr. Big Chest himself, Antonio Brown, because this is the wide receiver ranking episode. Uh, welcome, guys. Uh, this is the South Lot Football guys coming back at you here. Uh, excited to come uh, in here with a new episode for you guys today, uh, covering wide receivers 1 through 15. I've got uh, our guys uh, Robbie Larson to my left here across the table. Adam Sidex here with us as well. And Guys, how we doing? Is, is business booming down in Antarctica? No, oh, it's it's booming. It's it's booming. It's always it's a, booming. It's a little cold down there. Yeah, it's a little cold, you know. Jackass. You know, uh, some of the big news to come out in the last couple of days is uh, Antonio Brown has frostbite on his feet and uh, could miss significant time. Um, I don't know, guys. The prospect of taking uh, Antonio Brown in the second round gives me the chills. Um <laughs> You know, it's just I, I I can't help but feel like I'm 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 starting to cool on Antonio Brown uh, as I as I review my rankings here. I don't know what you guys think, but yeah, this this frostbite news is, is troubling to say I mean, the least. Like, I don't think it's going to keep him off the field. Yeah. You know, if if that comes week one, then you know freeze my takes. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all, in all honestly, I I think he's going to yeah, be fine. It just looks like some dead skin. He'll, he'll get it wrapped up. Yeah, dad jokes aside, I agree with you. I I could see him honestly playing week one. Episode one of Hard Knocks uh, prepared last night, uh, premiered last night, and he was like running around, cutting, like making great catches. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know that I'm concerned about this just yet. So, Robbie, what are your thoughts? You know, I've got. I think you'll be all right. Yeah. You know? yeah any news He's, is good news when when you're booming. When you're booming. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, before we get to the running backs, I uh, want to touch on a couple uh, news items here that we we haven't had a chance to touch on yet. So, um, as of right now. Our guy Zeke Elliott and Melvin Gordon are still in the midst of uh, holdouts from training camp, uh, in the midst of uh, uh, contract negotiations. So uh, I want to turn it over to the respective uh, lovers of each uh, running back here. Adam, start it off first with Zeke. Uh, what are your thoughts on this situation? I honestly don't know. I, you know, on a scale of one to ten, I'd probably rate it at like a right now and not not worried at all that's your concern level. yeah yeah not worried at all but like you know it's something to definitely keep track of the one thing i'll say is they picked up his fifth year option meaning that you know he can miss the entire year and um not accrue that time of uh as, as a veteran year so he'd have to go into next year still on his fourth year with the fifth year option so he's up. no matter what he's still uh, technically under two years of control correct okay um, so it, it's it's really up to the Cowboys to make it happen with the contract. And, yeah. you know, I don't think Zeke's the type to miss time, at least game time. At least game time that the, Roger Goodell isn't, you know, taken away from him. But, uh, no, I, I, I'm not too concerned yet. I'm interested to hear what you guys think. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I tend to think that uh, Dak and uh, Zeke are going to get paid. Amari Cooper, I'm a little less certain on. Um just going to kind of depend on if they can make the dollars work there, but I, I tend to think uh, those two guys are going to get paid, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not too concerned about Zeke just yet. You know, we'll see. If this gets a little bit further into camp, uh, I might heighten my uh, my scaries level, but yeah, right now I'm not worried. Robbie, what are your thoughts? Yeah, uh, I mean, I was just reading a like, uh, take, I, I can't remember who it was exactly, but he, he wrote about all the agents perspective about how this all this goes down and yeah like what adam said it's 
Seek doesn't have a whole lot of leverage, so it's not as concerning about him. Um, he might miss like a game or two. Most guys who've thrown the holdouts in the past, they've just missed a lot of preseason, but still gotten there out there in week one. So I'm not really too much concerned about Zeke. Yeah, Zeke didn't play preseason last year either. Oh, so I mean, it's not. And, yeah. I mean, what's what's an off season without some Zeke news to <laughs> get I, you a little scared? I guess I love it, it. I guess with Zeke, it's probably different from Gordon. But if you are worried and you drafted him or you're planning on drafting him, just pick up Elf. Pick up Elf last round. You know, you'll fill Same in. with Justin Jackson for Melvin. I mean, for Melvin though, I'm I'm a little more concerned. I'm still not as I still think he'll start the season um, just because, you know, he's got to make that. He's losing out on a lot of money if he decides to not play. Um, so it, it it scares me, though, because the L.A. Chargers are so cheap. That organization that, I mean, they can't fill stance. Yeah. I, I don't think they'd want to pay They've him. They've set that precedent already with Joey Bosa. That's one I'm actually, like. I could see that getting all the way to the season and quite possibly resulting in a trade. Um, I, I could see that too. In terms of the uh, uh, concern level, I'm at like a, I don't know, like a six there. I know it's still a little early, but like that's a six in climbing for me. Now, are you guys? Because I, I do think a trade is possible here. Yeah. Would, would that guy's excite you? Sort of take you guys off Melvin Gordon? Well, not. It's, it depends on where he goes. Let's, but let's well, the goes. Texans just uh, they waived uh, Dante Foreman. So who else do they got there? Yeah. Let's just say realistically, <laughs> where Texans Bucks? Where where would it, where would oh, honestly would be a better scenario for him though? Like so, I mean, if he went to the Chiefs, but that's not going to happen inside division. That's probably an upgrade. But otherwise, like Texans. Is that, re- is that really bit is that really better than I don't think the Packers what he's Packers. doing where he's at with the Chargers the Bucks I'll make the same claim is that really better than the situation he's at with the Chargers right now um, Packers is interesting I I don't see it though I don't uh, I don't see that on. move going down um, <laughs> so yeah I I I don't know I I don't really see a realistic scenario where he would get a bump up from a trade. No, that's that's a very good point. I think he's got the best situation he could ask for right now in yeah. L.A. No, I, I agree. Um, well, if he goes to the other L.A., maybe he'll be in a better yeah. situation. Just Pay all the running backs. Down. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I, I think any scenario where he gets traded is going to hurt him, especially not having prep time with the offense over the offseason. Right. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it's best. his best case scenario for this year should be you know, signing a long-term deal with the Chargers. Okay. All right, guys, one of the news uh, item I want to get to here is the A.J. Green uh, ankle injury. Uh, pretty much shattered his ankle. I'm uh, going to be out pretty significant amount of time, right? It's like at least four weeks, correct? I heard at least until like after week two. But Okay. Um, at any rate, that really affects his uh, draft stock for uh, fantasy football in real life. It just flat out sucks because he's up for a contract and – um, you know, we want to see that guy get paid because, uh, yeah, he's been one of the, the better um, wide receivers in the game the last decade. So, Assuming he's out until week four, because we're not going to touch on him today. Yeah. Assuming he's out till week four, when would you guys draft him? Let, let, just for the, the purpose of discussion, he's back week five. Yeah. So I, I have him ranked uh, like wide receiver 30, essentially like ahead of guys like uh, Robbie Anderson. Like he, he's kind of like just ahead of that squad um so i think that that puts him in like the 
fifth fifth round for me around wow. there. I am way lower on him. I really? I don't even want to risk it. There's that that kind of ankle injury he's got. There's concerned it, that the same thing can happen like uh, Cam a couple years back when he had the same ankle injury. There's a little complications, and then he had to get some surgery to fix it up. So you could potentially just at that point wasting a fifth round for a guy who's not even playing the whole year. Maybe week sixteen. I'd, right. I just don't want to touch it until later rounds, like nine or ten, very earliest. Really? Okay. So it seems like you're just. I'm just I don't. Off. I don't. I can't see him realistically falling there in 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 drafts. So no, it somebody's seems like gonna bite for it, right? So I'm just. He's not gonna be on any of my teams. I'm Adam, telling you that. Yeah. Where are you at, Adam? I'm more on Robbie's side. For me, I mean, you get him back week five. That's great, and he's probably you know fringe wide receiver one at that point, but. I'm I'm not willing to take the risk that he'll be fine after he comes back, like health wise. Yeah. Um, the same player, and then two, I, I mean, bench places are pretty valuable regardless of the league. So I'm not, I mean, I'm not really thrilled about having to wait, you know, for minimum like two two to four weeks to have him come back, and not even guaranteeing what he's going to be when he comes back. Mm-hmm. So that's just not a, not a risk I'm willing to take. Okay. Agreed. All right, guys. Uh, so that's your news and notes. Um. Let's get into the uh, wide receiver uh, rankings here. So uh, just uh, similar to how we did the running backs, guys, we're going to do wide receivers 1 through 15, and we're going to break it down in uh, tiers of three. So uh, our first tier here is um, in uh, consensus order from our rankings. DeAndre Hopkins, uh, the consensus one. Then it goes Devontae Adams and Julio Jones. Uh, Those guys are tied. Um Let's real quick just touch on DeAndre Hopkins, uh, why why we think he's the uh, number one overall. I'll uh, turn it over to Robbie here. I mean, no, nothing new to him. I mean, he's still got Deshaun Watson slinging it to him. Um, I mean, hopefully he gets a couple other wide receivers back. But, I mean, he's still going to get fed. Okay. Even if you take a little off of his stats, he's going to still <laughs> be a monster. He's a, I mean, he's probably the best wide receiver in the NFL right now. Yep. Just hands down. You match like talent with just straight up opportunity for targets. I mean, besides Will Fuller and Kiki Cutie, who are you know sort of fringe wideouts. I mean, Will Fuller is really good, but he can't stay on the field. There's not really anybody there. I mean, tight end. Uh, they don't work the tight end. Yeah, yeah, no. And then they do not throw the running no, backs either. <laughs> it's like it, it, the targets are going to be there as long as he's on the field. And I mean, I could see him leading the league in targets. And like Robbie said. You know, one of the best, if not the best, wide receivers in the league. It's just a perfect match. So, I, yeah, I think number one is a, is a lock for him. Yeah. That's kind of why I like uh, Kiki uh, Cutie. Uh, it's because, like, that is how they utilize the middle of the field. Um, because Hopkins and Fuller are uh, kind of utilized on the outside. And then, they, like I said, they don't really utilize the tight ends over the middle. Um, it's kind of just uh, Cutie's kind of that intermediate range. Uh, guy for them but um yeah uh I, I agree with you hopkins um talent wise is probably number one in terms of just uh pure hands and uh his ability to kind of be a uh, absolute game changer out there uh and i think for fantasy he's you know about as safe as option as you can get out there at the position that offense should uh do more than enough to to sustain even when he's had um backup quarterbacks in he's been able to sustain wide receiver one numbers so 
yeah, I don't, I don't have much concern about, um, about Hopkins. So next I want to get to, uh, number two on our list here, Devonte Adams. So Robbie and I, we have him at two, um, Adam, you've got him all the way at seven. So, uh, I want to turn it over to you, Adam. Why do you, uh, why are you so low on Devonte Adams this year? Um, and I'll, I'll preface this by saying like my one through seven, two through seven wide receivers, there's not much difference them. Um, you know, I think they're all, regardless of what you want, I think I have no problem with taking any of these guys in, you know, late first round, early second round. Mm -hmm. But with Devonta Adams in particular, uh, probably the reason why I'm lowest on him as opposed to you guys is just, you know, last year, I don't think the talent besides him and wide receiver was all that good. I mean, you had Geronimo Ellison for only five games, and he got hurt. And then you were, you were leaning on guys like Marquez Valdez-Scantling and um, Ekumen and St. Brown as you know players that need to produce, and those were just rookies, late-round picks. I, I don't, they weren't ready for that. Um, I, I think this year, yeah, like especially with Geronimo Ellison, and I'm hearing good reports from MBS, I think – Sort of, he might stay the same, but the guys around him will get a little bit more talented. So I, I, and especially with how many touchdowns he scored last year, I think a little bit of touchdown regression. So that's where I'm sort of seeing him fall back to the mean a little bit. But his his numbers will still be there. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. So you're not necessarily down on him by any means. No. Just yeah, you like some guys uh, a little bit better. So uh, yeah, I mean for me, I think Devonte Adams. Um, why he's so high on my list is. Um, I think consistency-wise, uh, you're going to be hard-pressed outside of Hopkins to uh, find a more trustworthy guy on the field. Um, it seems like the the Packers are always throwing. Um, granted, they're coming into a new offensive scheme, but um, I really I don't anticipate that offense changing too much in terms of their run-pass splits from what we've seen in the past. Um, so Hop, our Adams, I think, uh, will be as good as option as ever. Um, I, I don't see his production falling very much. Um, his injury history isn't uh, isn't very alarming at all. Um, so I think you know he's somebody you can kind of bank on. Um, but Robbie, what are your thoughts? I mean, he has had a couple concussions. Couple so concussions. I mean, it's not like an extreme like concern, but it's something to keep in mind of. Um, but. I mean, he's yeah, he's he's as consistent as you can get. He didn't have one last year though, did he? I didn't think he did. No, he didn't. Not last year, no. Yeah, the last one was two years ago against yep. the Bears. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, you can't go wrong with him. It's um, yeah, I'm with Adam though. Like him, um, he at least well, I'm not as far as two through seven. More like my two through five are pretty interchangeable. Mm-hmm. I think they're about pretty similar. You can't go wrong with either. Yeah. All right, uh, coming in at number three, we've got Julio Jones. Um, I'm actually a low man on Julio Jones at six. Um, Adam, you've got him at two. Robbie, you're in the middle at three. So um, I guess why I'm a little bit lower on Julio Jones, and it's kind of what Adam was speaking to with Devonta Adams. I don't know that I'm necessarily low on him. Uh, There's just some guys I feel a little bit more comfortable with. I think uh, Atlanta is going to try to run the ball a little bit more this year, so I don't know that we're going to see the same volume that we've seen in the past on uh, some of their passing attempts. I do believe that um, you know Julio Jones. There's a lot of uh, there's a misconception out there that he's he's injury prone. I mean, he's always dealing with injuries, but he's pretty consistent in the fact that he's always able to play. The last few years, 
He hasn't missed much time at all. Um, yeah, the only time he limps is coming off the field. <laughs> right, right. Um, last year was kind of the year that he finally had the touchdown output um, to kind of match what appeared to be his skill set. Um, but outside of that, his his touchdown numbers have never really been crazy good. Um, he's always kind of been more of a yardage guy. Um, so I'm, I'm curious to see this year if he'll kind of revert back to what his stats were for the previous few seasons, uh, kind of those lower touchdown numbers in that like six to seven range rather than what he had last year. Um, so um, that's kind of my concern there just about what previous history has said. And I, and I think the volume might come down a little bit, but Julio Jones is still a great option. But um, yeah, Adam, what, what are your thoughts on Julio? Why do you have him all the way up at two? Uh, I'm, I'm just a believer in, you know, the player and you know, the fact that, you know, he's, been over 1400 yards for the last six years um as far as the touchdown goes i mean he had eight last year three the year before that six the year before that i don't know what it is to be honest like as far as why he can't isn't scoring as many touchdowns as he probably should given his production with yardage but um me as a fantasy owner i i don't really look into touchdowns that much um with a guy that produces that many yards Hell, if he goes in a, if he catches 10, 12 touchdowns, he might be wide receiver one, you know, and that's not out of the realm of possibility. Mm-hmm. That's not a ridiculous number. So I, I, I'm just sort of leaning more towards positive regression, even at eight. Eight's not that high for a one, number yeah. one wideout. And then Kelvin Ridley had, I think, 10. So, um, and I, I think maybe helping, like running the ball a little bit more would actually help Julio Jones because he's the one guy on that offense that can stretch him vertically, you, you know, get some play action and you might be able to get him on deep touchdowns this year a little bit more so um that's sort of why i just have him at two and you know talent wise i think he's probably better than some of the other guys in this group um so that's that's why i got him at two what about you so i'm gonna i've been doing a little bit of looking into the falcons uh offense right um and i found something that's very interesting to me um mostly has to do with uh dirt cutter coming in coming back as being OC for the Falcons. So let me just start you off. Paint, paint you a little picture here. Maybe his, a third cutter picture. You're going Dirk, full Bob Ross. <laughs> full Bob Ross. So we got – this is the offense Dirk Cutter has to work with this year, right? Matt Ryan is quarterback. You got Devonta Freeman, former two-time pro bowler, fourth-round pick. Oh, now now you're high on Devonta Freeman. Okay. You got you got Ido Smith um, going into the second year, who was also a fourth – Rounder, just like uh, Devonta Freeman. You got Julio Jones on the outside. First rounder, who's over 30 years old was right he, now. Is he fourth overall? What's that? Oh, never mind. I thought we were, thought we were trending with fours here. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not trending with fours. That's not what I'm getting at. And then you got Calvin Ridley, who's going, who's also first rounder going into his second year. So if you look at the team Dirk Cutter originally had when he OC'd uh, the Falcons in 2012, he had Matt Ryan. You had Michael Turner, a former two-time Pro Bowler, who was a fifth-rounder. You had Jaquiz Rogers, who's going into his second season as a fifth-rounder, same as Michael Turner. You had Roddy White, who was a first-rounder, who's 30-plus years old. And you have Julio Jones, who's going into his second season as a first-rounder the year before. (sighs) That's that's my mind exploding. It's pretty similar to 2012. Now... Let me look at uh, fantasy finishes for some of these guys. Um, so you got 
Matt Ryan, 2011, before Dark Cutter, afterwards QB7 to QB6. Last year, Matt Ryan was QB2. Michael Turner, he was RB7 to RB21 with Dirk Cutter. Devonta Freeman, his most recent one, was RB13. Roddy White went from wide receiver 6 to wide receiver 11 with Dirk Cutter. Julio Jones wasn't too far from his 2011 at wide receiver 5. Julio Jones that year, his his rookie year, he was wide receiver 20. Calvin Ridley was wide receiver 19. Julio Jones went up to wide receiver 10. And I, I missed this one, but this one is really close too. You have Jaquiz Rogers, his rookie year, RB54. Ito Smith, RB51. And Jaquiz got a little more work onto RB31 the following year. Uh, okay. So th- this is partly why I'm a... I don't think we're going to get to talk about him, but I really like Calvin Ridley this year. Okay. I don't think this is necessarily a bad thing against Julio. Um, I think he's still pretty solid, and especially that Falcons. What is it? How many games do they play in a dome? It's, it's something straight. crazy. 13 straight. They've got... That's amazing. I, I sure love that. Yeah. If, if you're... Matt Ryan loves the dome, and if I... <laughs> Julio Jones is a bad pick. <laughs> <laughs> But, but I mean, I'm not. I was mostly because I didn't get to throw that out to say why I'm a little off on Devonta Freeman. I know you're higher, but I think Dirk Cutter is still going to bring in a pretty pass-heavy offense because he's got the weapons to do it. I mean, Tampa Bay they were they had the most yard passing yards in the league last year. I think Dirk Cutter is still going to try to bring that in. I mean, I, I agree with you, Robbie. Uh, how do you guys feel about? I think, and this, this might have a lot to do with. How much they're going to be throwing the ball? But what do you guys think about their defense? Because you know when it, they when they were making their Super Bowl run, their defense was very good. Yeah, I, I made a point of this when I covered the Falcons. Um, I expect that defense to be uh, vastly improved on last year, just because they were decimated by injury. Um, and in kind of the wake of some of those injuries, they were able to find some stars to fill in. Uh, Demonte Casey. Uh, the the safety that that kind of filled in. Um, Demonte Fugazi. Yeah, not a Fugazi. Uh, <laughs> actually, uh, was tied for the league league in interceptions. Um, had a really strong year, so they they found a diamond in the rough year. I think he was a fourth round pick from twenty sixteen or twenty seventeen. Um, so and you're getting guys like Deion Jones back. Uh, the safety that got hurt last year escaping in my mind at the Keanu Neal. Yes, yes, getting him back. Um, more of a thumper. Uh, you know, I, I expect that defense to be better. I think the big thing with them, though, is um, you know the the DNs on the outside, the outside linebackers. Uh, they've kind of um, you know, they I don't think they've lived up to their full potential. Um, Tack McKinley's gonna have to kind of show uh, what he's made up here. And uh, Vic Beasley, I mean, you know, that Super Bowl year he was unstoppable, but he's uh. You know he's been gone ever since. Uh, we haven't we haven't hardly seen him. So, uh, guy hasn't performed. So it'll be interesting. But um, yeah, I think I think this team, as I pointed, out, I think they're they're a definite playoff team. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, let's let's move on here to our second team. We got a little off track, but um, we'll get. Hey, it. I, I need to throw that. Out I, I, yeah, you had some. You, had some you fun did take Calvin Ridley off my hands in our recent fantasy draft. Oh yeah, I I wanted him. But I, I wish you traded him for me so I could get him for a little cheaper. He, he is like 25, sneaky. He is old. 
He's a little old, he's but little I mean, old. he's he's still good. A little bit yeah. old. All right. Um, so our next tier, guys, uh, number four, Michael Thomas. Number five, Mike Evans. Number six, Antonio Brown, Mr. Big Chest himself. Uh, we're going to start off at Michael Thomas here. Uh, Robbie, you're the man with the jersey. Why don't you uh, lead us off on Michael Thomas? Michael Thomas, he had an unbelievable year last year when it came to reception per- percentage. Um, I Honestly, I don't expect him to get keep that up this year, but... I mean, even still, he's getting the rock thrown in by Drew Brees. He's gonna he's gonna be having an all right year. He's got Kamara still there. It's a uh, probably the f- focal point um, for defenses. Um, I think he's still set in for a solid year. Um, there were some concerns a little bit about his consistency at times, which is a little bit concerning. But I think he's especially his his big games. He could really help you out. Um, I mean, not a whole lot to say. Uh, he he got his touchdowns back last year. The year before, it was a little concerning. He wasn't really scoring. Yeah. Um, but I mean, he he's the number one. Is he, this year yeah. four? This is year four, right? I believe so. Um, yep. yeah, I I'm actually the highest on him. I have it four overall. Uh, I'm I'm not anticipating Drew Brees to. Uh, take much of a step back. I know some people are concerned about the arm. I think he'll be pretty similar to last year. And if he can do that, uh, we already seen uh, that they just and they they really feed uh, Michael Thomas just because uh, there's actually there's not a ton of options on the outside of that team. Like and you got Traquan, Traquan Smith, Smith and like Ted Ginn. Right. I mean that's you know uh, that's why I think when we talked about the Saints, uh, we talked about like man. If, they had an injury to Michael Thomas, like or Kamara, or Kamara, like that. That team would I feel like they'd come off the rails. But um, yeah, I, I'm real high on him again. I expect just uh, him to have, have another year of just an inordinate um, target share, even even if the reception percentage uh, isn't as ridiculously high as what it was last year, which I believe he led the league in. Um, oh yeah. So what we're talking maybe fifteen hundred yards or fourteen fourteen point five, um, instead of the sixteen hundred plus he put up last year, like that's still rock solid. Um, you know, great red zone option. Can't uh, complain about. Yeah, that. I, I'm 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 real high on him. Adam, anything to add? No, I mean, I, me and Robbie got him at five. You got him at four. I think we're all pretty much on the same. Page. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, pretty easy had, placement. Yeah, he's had over 1,100 yards each each year of his career. Like I said, there's there's not a lot of variability with his production. I, I think if he stays healthy, he's going to be right around where he was at yeah. in like the last two years. And and at that value, that's good. Okay. All right, uh, on to our next guy here, Mike Evans. Uh, Adam, why don't you start us off because you're rocking the jersey right now. Oh, yeah, big Mike Evans. Um, I, I've been a big Mike, Mike Evans fan for, for a while. Um, I think he's probably one of the more talented wide receivers of like you know even the top 10 as far as just pure talent wise tall fast catches the ball doesn't really drop any balls um yeah but when you look at look at why i'm projecting him as my third overall wide out um as opposed to sort of what he's been well he's actually been you know number one wide out overall um in 2016 that was i mean he was pretty good last year that was his last best year um, and what I'm really liking is that year he had 173 targets. Now that would range in, you know, top, top three, top five. 
The last two years, he's had 136 and 138. Um, when you're looking at you know top end wideouts, that's not a whole ho- a whole lot. And then when you factor in that Adam Humphreys is gone, um, who am I? Deshaun Jackson's gone. There's a lot of targets that are vacated, and they didn't really replace any of those targets. Um, I think a lot of those are going to be shut out between Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, especially when Bruce Arians coming in. He sort of um, specializes on the deep, deep attack mentality um, that you saw with Larry Fitz, um, Carson, Carson Palmer. I, I, I definitely think that Mike Evans is going to see both an uptick of targets and of red zone targets because last year he was only targeted five times in the red zone, um, and that's that's absurd. Yeah, so I. I I mean, last year he had fifteen hundred yards on. How many that. touchdowns did he have last year? Gave it up. See, yeah, he did eight. He catches a lot of deep that's, balls. That's that's crazy for how few red zone yeah. targets. Though. I, wow. Yeah, I did not know that. There's, there's a lot pointing in the direction for me that you know Mike Evans could have a you know wide receiver one type year if he just stays healthy and Jameis just can just throws him the ball because it seems like sometimes he sort of loses them. So yeah, that's what's, that's why I like Mike Evans. What, what do you guys think? I mean, I'm a little – I mean, I like Mike Evans more than Godwin. I'm really – just because the way Jameis throws, he just slings it, and Mike Evans is able to bring it down. So that's why um, he's his favorite target. But um, He also I mean, likes his, throwing the tight ends too, which bothers, bothers me a little he, bit. He does. But, I mean, his numbers with Jameis last year were 135 targets, 83. Three receptions, fourteen hundred yards, seven touchdowns. Um, I mean, I'm expecting an uptick from that, from that pace, at least. Um, that 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 was sixteen game pace. I just mentioned right there. Um, but um, I don't know. I don't think it's so much as an offensive problem on why he can't be the superstar that he can be. I think it's more of a Jameis problem, to be honest, and I think that's also going to hurt Godwin too in the end. I I don't think it was a Dirk Cutter issue. Um, I I think it was a Jameis issue. I think that that's going to hurt him. But I mean, he's still a solid wide receiver one because um, Jameis loves him. Yeah, he'll get the ball. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. He had five targets inside the ten yard line, which oh, that um, is... puts him behind Tariq Cohen, <laughs> Trey Burton. Yeah, it's just like an asinine group. That is kind of crazy. Um, Yeah, I'm a big Mike Evans fan, so uh, Robbie and I, we have him at seven as opposed to Adam having him at three, but I'm still really high on Mike Evans. I think um, he's one of the more undervalued guys uh, going in drafts this year. Um, You know, I think to be able to get him at the back of the second round, which is what I'm seeing a lot of, uh, that's an absolute steal. I like that. Yeah, I absolutely like that. steal. And, Um, and like, the reason why I have him above somebody like Michael Thomas we just talked about is just purely upside. Yeah. Um, You know, I don't see – I mean, I see a scenario where Mike Mike Evans goes for, you know, 115 or 1,512 touchdowns because it's happened before. You Um, want to talk about somebody that could have, like, realistically 1,800 yards next year? I I could see it. It's Mike Evans. Yeah, the the defense is bad. They're going to be in. Yeah, you know, pretty good games. All day. Yeah, that, that is also a big point for yeah. him. The defense just being atrocious. Right. Terrible and they, defense. They didn't do anything to address it, so that yeah. is great for Mike Evans. Yeah. Um. My only concern is it's kind of the Jameis factor. Um. He, he he's a Jekyll and Hyde guy. <laughs> you know, like there are times when Jameis uh will will sling it and it'll look great, and then there's just times where it's. 
you know, he, give, he leaves you scratching your head, and, and that affects the whole offense. Uh, you know, it'll be interesting to kind of see which version of Jameis we get, but that has a big impact on uh, the production of Mike Evans. And um, as much as I like Mike Evans, there, there is a risk factor there. Uh, I still think, you know, even if you get bad Jameis, I still think, worst case scenario, Mike Evans is like a low-end wide receiver one. I don't see yeah. him falling out of right. top 12 barring injury. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm real high on him. I just, I recognize that there's a little bit of risk there. Mm-hmm. So, and he's, he's as durable as they come yeah. the last five years is only five years. He started at least 15 games and he's had over a thousand yards each of those years. So yeah. really consistent player. Yeah. How old is he? Do you know? 26. 26. Okay. So he's still pretty young too. Wow. Only... 25. 25. Oh, okay. So him and, him and Calvin Ridley are the same fucking age. That's, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so one of them doesn't have Jameis thrown in right, them. Right, that's true. That's true. One of them, one of them gets a dome for eight, eight straight weeks. <laughs> Why don't that. they have a dome in Tampa Bay? It was hot there. It, it is hot there, man. Um, how how can somebody enjoy going to a game like that? Yeah, just sweltering. Hey, me and Adam did it. It was. Oh, I'm not sure we enjoyed the game. We, <laughs> we enjoyed the pregame. You know what? Yeah, there were bears didn't show up. We were able to, you know, hydrate ourselves with uh, a few high lives that day. So, unfortunately. Brought you back to life. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, finally, coming in at six here, we've got Antonio Brown, Mr. Big Chest himself. Uh, let off the episode with this, of course, but is dealing with that uh, frostbite issue. I, I still can't wrap my it's head August, around this. August. Stuff, what, what, what are these storylines? The, yeah, I tell you what, man, the NFL. Did he do that just for hard knocks? Uh, you know what? I, I don't doubt anything. HBO, HBO has a has a play here. There's a narrative. Both businesses are booming. With that everything's story. booming. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm the lowest on Antonio Brown at nine. Adam, you've got him all the way at four. Uh, Robbie, you've got him at six. So, um. I guess is the middle ground kind of the voice of reason, Robbie. What are you thinking for him at number six? Um, to me, it's it's just a lot of question marks. I mean, Antonio Brown is a great wide receiver, and I'm sure even with out Big Ben, he's going to do all right. But I mean, the question marks are John Gruden, which to me, I, I think he'll still be. He's a fine coach. He just had a little rough first year. Um, I think he could still play call well. That. Derek Carr had no targets last year, which is also the second concern to me. Derek Carr, uh, can he actually step it up now that he has these targets? He's got Antonio Brown now that he's got Tyrell Williams, now that he's got a new running back in Josh Jacobs, fresh out of Alabama. Um, So, I mean, I think he's going to get the targets. I think the targets are going to be there. I think he could easily get 160. Um, but the quality of targets, I'm not so sure about. Yeah. I, I don't know if Derek Carr is going to be the, the guy that we thought he'd end up being after his, uh, amazing season. Now or... the, the counter argument to that though is, uh, Derek Carr is like, at least, uh, by the metrics, like one of the, one of the better deep ball throwers in the NFL. That is true. Um, and, and so that, that's good for AB. Like that's that's great for AB. So I, I wonder how that's all going to play out. But um, he does rate kind of lower tier in the league though. When you when you're looking at that mid range to short range. So um, yeah yeah I think that's going to be kind of a storyline that's just going to have to play out. And um, you know I I guess to kind of chime in here, I'm the low guy on AB. 
like I said, I, I think he'll be fine. Um, this is this is one of the best route runners in the NFL, one of the best route runners we've ever seen. Um, so hopefully those feet are okay because um, that, that's his that's his livelihood. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, I guess I I'm a little concerned about the Raiders' offense. Um, I know that they added Tyrell Williams. Um, I think I think Derek Carr is is a pretty big step back from Big Ben. Um, I don't know that we're going to see the same level of volume. The the Steelers, for like the last five years, their passing volume has just been through the roof. And I don't think there's any way the Raiders, the Raiders will, will match that number. I mean, they might be up there, but uh, I, I'm not seeing it as high as what the Steelers have been showing us the last few years. And, um, you know, I still think Antonio Brown's a great pick, but um, for me, he's just kind of falling into that lower low end wide receiver one territory. But uh Adam, you're you're highest on him, so uh how would you uh how would you argue against that? Uh I mean he's probably the greatest wide receiver our generation minus Kelvin Johnson. Um I mean everything he said, route running, dynamic, probably one of the best we've ever seen. I think he's more like a Jerry Rice type where yep. He doesn't rely on any one specific physical trait to win, which, I mean, you saw with Jerry Rice, who was playing into his, like, almost mid-40s, you know, 42 years old. So at 30, 30 years old, I don't think Antonio Brown's done whatsoever. So for me, that's not a concern. Um, targets aren't going to be a concern for me. I know he said a lot with uh, Steelers, but if you look back at John Gruden's track record with number one wideouts minus last year because he didn't really have one, um, he's fed him, and I think they didn't trade for AB to not feed him because they know what kind of problem that's going to be. I think he might lead the league in targets this year, just based on sort of game game script and the fact that I mean, who else are they going to have throw the ball to? It's it's Antonio Brown. He's the best they got. They're going to feed him. Um, where I am a little bit concerned is is the touchdown regression. Um, you know, Steelers' offense is pretty prolific. Raiders, not so much. Um, I still, I still think that he's got, you know, maybe eight, eight to twelve touchdowns range. Um, but last year he had fifteen. I, it's gonna be hard for him to reach that. Um, but that's really my only concern with yeah, him. It, it's gonna be absolutely tough for him to get fifteen. Yeah. I'm looking more realistically around like ten mm-hmm. for him, which would still be good. I mean, also like he only had, uh, he had under thirteen hundred yards receiving last year. I can see that going up too. Um, I mean, career average is. You know, closer to 100 yards per game, so I don't. I, I don't. I don't see a lot of risk with AB either. Um, I know that's probably not a not a cold take, freezing take, but uh, <laughs> oh my god, um, that's probably the only. <laughs> that's probably the only thing I'm worried about is his damn feet freezing, because uh, he's, he's used to freezing. He's used to freezing DB's feet on uh, his cuts. But. Cryogenic is. <laughs> you guys think he play? He's going to be good to go week one. Yeah, I honestly yeah. do. I, I think I think okay. this is kind of we're all in the same boat I think, then. I, yeah, from what I saw in Hard Knocks, like he he still looked good. So I, I think he's gonna play through this a bit. He's just got to get like twenty five different opinions. Last he, has, he has to go. Uh, I just can't believe this is frostbite. He had to go to <laughs> Napa for an opinion. Like I I don't know if. He... Well, last thing on AB though, um, I think he's gonna be out to prove people wrong this year too. Um, you know, a lot of people taking taking sides or whatever on about him and Ben and the Steelers. But, you know, I think he's out to prove that he's one of the best of all time. And uh, 
you might see that kind of numbers this year, regardless yeah. regardless of the situation. Some people just um, some people just out out produce their their sort of baseline there. So. Yeah. All right. Um, well, after that, yeah, let's. Uh, we've got a message from yeah. an old friend of the show. Effin Round Brewery is now offering options for the gals in your life with their new line of veggie infused spike drinks. Each can is power packed with a full day's worth of vegetables and enough alcohol content to get you feeling good. Try one of their fresh concoctions, such as Cool as the Other Side of the Cucumber Cosmo, Scrawny Spinach Scotch. Or magic mixed greens margarita. Go out and feel the good without the guilt. Go out and have an effing round veggie. <laughs> Thank you, effing round brewery. Uh, you know, uh, a returning sponsor. Uh, it's nice to see that they re up their contract with us. They, so. they got any combos where it's like spicy and vegetable, like a spicy bloody mary mix? I, I think that's in the works. Oh, okay. I can see them. They can infuse something there. They got some of the greatest brewers out there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they can get whatever you want. All right. So, yeah, let's uh, let's get back into it here. Our next tier, uh, we're talking seven through nine. So our consensus, uh, number seven wide receiver, uh, Tyreek Hill, um, then followed by Juju Smith-Schuster, and then uh, bringing up the rear there at number nine, Odell Beckham Jr. So started off with Tyreek Hill. Uh, I've got him at five. I'm the highest on him. Uh, Robbie, you've got him at eight. Adam's got him at six. So I'll, I'll lead this one off. Um, Tyreek Hill, probably the most, uh, I don't know, he's the biggest uh, game breaker in the NFL, I'd say, right now. Um, I think we talked about this when we were touching on the AFC West, but uh, I don't think you have to game plan for anybody in the NFL more than you have to game plan for for um, Tyreek Hill. He can, he completely changes what you have to do on the defensive side of the ball. Um, he's when you when you combine him and Mahomes' rocket arm, it's it's virtually undefendable. Um, last year, just put up absolutely ridiculous numbers. Um, for a guy with his size. His contested catch rate is absolutely unbelievable. Um, best in the league, right? Best in the league. Um, just just insane figures. Um, and I, I watched a lot of him last year, saw a lot of his film. Um, there's nothing fluky about this. Like the guy, the guy absolutely battles downfield for these 50-50 balls, and and somehow comes up with them. His positioning downfield uh, is is amazing when playing the ball in the air, even given his his shorter stature. Um, just an absolute burner. Kind of, I, I, I can't, um, I can't remember a player, a wide receiver, truly like this. I mean, we've had burners. There's been Ted Giddon types of the past, but nobody, nobody changed game plans like this. Nobody was truly this effective. Um, and you could just cut on a dime. Too. Right, right. I, you know, I just, you know, he he can do everything from run. He can beat you sixty yards downfield, or he can catch the the four yard drag and and beat the safety to the middle and, and take it to the house like that. So, um, I, I think I think you're going to see another great season out of him. The only thing with Tyree Kill is you kind of have to take a few three or four games of you know kind of low catch numbers. Uh, he almost gets game scripted out if they're up and he hasn't gotten his. He hasn't gotten his production. Yet. Right, right. Like it, for him, like it's got to happen early because if they if they get up big, but um, I do remember he had a bunch of just like 
games just started at noon, and then five minutes later, oh, Tyreek Hill, 70-yard reception. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, in when you find the Tyreek, like, the Tyreek Hill uh, uh, St. Louis Rams game, the way the Chiefs played the Rams, like, that was like, okay, you, you knew. Like, there was there was no doubt about it. You were like, Tyreek Hill's putting up 25 points. It's, it's like a lock. Uh, and he did. I think he put up, like, 40, to be honest. Like, um, j- just an unreal player. So, uh, you know, say what you want about the off-the-field stuff. But uh, I, th- I think this is somebody you can lean on, um, you know, to, to win you fantasy leagues here going forward. But uh, interested to get you guys' thoughts. Robbie, why don't you start it off? Yeah, I'm the lowest, but maybe a little deceiving, um, mostly because at first um, I had him playing 16. I mean, he doesn't really get hurt um, that much. Um, And then I was thinking about it more, and there could be legit concerns about some off-the-field issues, kind of Kareem Hunt style last year, you know, that just – appears out of the blue and could absolutely ruin his season. So I had to take a couple games off him just yeah. because that threat there's is risk. there. That yeah. is his threat. He do, I don't think he has as much injury threat as there's zero tolerance right threat. now. Yeah. Oh, it's it, it could be very dicey. It, it's a thin line. So I had to take a couple games and that kind of bumped him down to eight. But I mean, he's just a phenomenal player. Um, just, <laughs> Yeah, I think you nailed everything about him pretty well. Um, that offense is just going to be rolling, and their defense still, at least in my opinion, hasn't really improved much. I think they're going to still be slinging it a lot. Yeah. Um, the only thing I'll say for Tyreek Hill, because I agree with everything you're saying, he's, you know, as as much of a game changer as anybody in the league. Um, I think actually, if the Chiefs come back to sort of the mean when it comes to competitiveness, uh, that might actually help. Terry Kill to be in a few more tight games where mm-hmm. they're sort of not up, you know, fifth or twenty, and then you know, sort of playing it safe, and then letting them sort of itch your way back in the game. I think if, if there's a lot more consistent close scores, he might produce a little bit better than he did last year. Um, the one thing I'll say though, and looking at his you know career playoff stats, he really hasn't been a factor. Um, which I mean, you, you look at just the NFC or AFC Championship game last year. Three targets for one catch, forty-two yards. It's the biggest game of the year for the Chiefs. Yeah. So maybe, maybe teams are starting to figure out like what what it takes to stop this offense, and maybe it's just you know double, triple team, team and the best player on this offense besides Mahomes. So uh, it'll be interesting. But like like that's a very small concern um, as far as injury history goes. He's pretty clean. Um, you got to factor in a little bit of the off the field issues, but overall. Pretty pretty safe as a you know late first round early second round pick for right. me. Uh, let's move on to our next guy here, uh, Juju Smith Schuster. So, um, Robbie, you're the high guy on him at four. Adam and I have him at eight. Um, so, Robbie, I guess started off. Uh, what has you so high on Juju Smith Schuster this year? Well, for me, there's a lot of vacated targets with Antonio Brown gone, um, and I mean. I think that he, he's a great wide receiver. He, there's a lot of concern about him not being able to oh, – how can he handle the wide receiver one top coverage of the um, – I think he'll do okay. Yeah. Um, and especially now recently, Joe – actually just today, I saw Joe Hayden got taken out on a cart, yeah. which is yep. huge for their defense. Um, and 
that might lead them to be slinging it as much as you do. You guys were talking about it earlier. The Steelers just love to throw it. And Juju is going to be the main benefactor of that. Um, he had an amazing year. And um, I, honestly, I took took off I took off a little bit from last year, and he still ended up doing pretty well, um, yeah. it, according to my stats. Um, I think he's going to get a little more uh, yards per reception. He, it was a little low last year, um, and definitely more touchdowns uh, with without AB there. Um, but I mean, I think he's a very solid choice. Um, the thing I like is you could all you could pretty much always trust Big Ben's number one. Yep. Adam, I actually, just from our conversations, I think you're a little bit lower on him than I am. So why don't you uh, take a stab at this? Uh, I've been thinking about this a little bit lately. Um, I think we mentioned it earlier in the show. Steelers threw the ball more than any other team in the league last year. Yep. That's not going to happen again this year. I mean, I don't see any scenario where that happens again. Think they're going to run it more with James Conner that you guys are so high on? I just don't think they're going to have as many plays as they have. The head last year, so I think everything's gonna fall down or come back a little bit. Um, and they, I think they only ran, they ran the ball the thirtieth most, so second, second, second least. And you know, Juju's a great player. I, I think sort of his numbers from last year's probably the baseline for what you're gonna see again this year. Um, regardless of the change, regardless of AB leaving, I think he might struggle a little bit more with. You know, he was running a lot out of the slot when AB was there. So take him out, he throw him on the outside. He's shown to be pretty good, but he hasn't really had too much experience. And I, he definitely hasn't had the experience of a full season as being the number one on a team. So you might see him struggle a little bit. But like I said, I think last year's baseline is about what I would project him for for this year. Uh, I just want to check Robbie's privilege here pretty quick. He came at us just there with that James Conner comment. <laughs> uh, Robbie, you are the highest uh, in terms of our rankings with James Conner. Oh yeah, yeah, that was a that was a little bit of sarcasm. Oh okay, because right, 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 right. I know you guys absolutely hate James Conner. Yeah, yeah. Um, so if if they're not running it through James Conner, then who who are they going through? Uh, Jalen Samuel, Vance McDonald all the time. <laughs> Jalen Samuel. Um, I I do think Vance McDonald's going to get a uh, big increase. I think you're going to see a guy like Dante Moncrief. Switzer. Yeah, I also don't believe in this offense as a whole. I think they've lost too many parts. Yeah, I, I see offensive efficiency going way down. So with I, this team. I just think less less efficiency on less plays. Yeah, overall. So I mean, yeah, I like I said, I a lot of people are saying, okay, you know, Juju, AB's gone. Let's give him this many more targets. I just don't see that happening do this you, year. Do you think the Steelers are a playoff team, Robbie? No, no. Okay, so you I just, think they're going to be you behind don't like that defense? Gonna, I think they're going to be behind. Especially with Joe Hayden down, you know, yeah. who knows how long he's going to be, what the injury is. I haven't seen anything since. And still that um, high on James Conner. Yeah. I, I, I mean, they've run through one guy. Yeah. Okay. That's, they didn't have that many rushing attempts last year, and James Conner was still very good for fantasy. Yeah. Um, I I like Juju. Um, I don't – I see probably a minor uptick in – his target share, but not anything drastic. Like it was already very large to begin with last year, uh, in terms of his total target numbers. So maybe the uh, I think the pass attempts will come down. I think he'll have similar target numbers though overall. Um, I I just you know there's some people that are out there thinking that he's going to take even another step 
and and he'll kind of become Antonio Brown, whereas I'm a little bit more hesitant on that. And I think, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster, I'm not worried about him being a number one. I'm not worried about it with number one coverage. But I do think that, um, you know, we, we need to temper expectations a little bit. I, I'm anticipating something more of a similar season uh, from last year rather than uh, a big step up, as some people are calling for. All right, guys, uh, moving on to number nine in our rankings. This is where uh, I'm, I'm going to get a little feisty. We've got Odell Beckham Jr. Um, probably, you know, just just probably the best overall uh, wide receiver in the league when you're talking about uh, the entire package, just all around. Um, I've got him at three. I know I'm a little high there, but you guys disrespecting the man, mm-hmm. each at nine. Um we're gonna have to talk about this. Odell Beckham Jr. in in New York, um, just just had no like the offensive game plan there was essentially throw him slants uh, because the offensive line couldn't hold up and, and Eli couldn't hit him downfield. Uh, I I can't wait to see what this guy does with an expanded route tree and more inventive uh, passing downfield. Uh, I expect his average depth of target to go way up. Um, I expect you know we're gonna see better usage of him. Uh, you know, the New York Giants were great about using him in the red zone um, because they were great in the short yardage. I expect that red zone usage to continue because uh, he's great at finding space. But I also think, you know, in between the, the 20s, um, you know, when you're talking 20 to 20, he's going to get a lot more usage there. I think, you know, he's another year removed from that uh, horrible ankle injury he had. Um Best quarterback he's ever had throwing him the ball uh, is going to be this year. Um, teams can't really tilt the field to one side because there's a, enough weapons on that team. Um, I, I I think sky's the limits for him. I, I'm of the mindset that Odell Beckham Jr. could be a, a league winner for people this year. But um, I'll, I'll get your uh, input on that, guys. Uh, Adam, why don't you start it off? I mean, I'm not going to argue that he can be a league winner and he can finish number one overall because – I mean, he has a talent to do it. Everyone knows that. Uh, let's throw a couple of stats out there. I've seen this floating around. Um, who who do you think has missed more games over their career? Same draft, the same draft class. Odell Beckham Jr. or the reptilian solar being Sammy Watkins? I mean, just gut would tell make me think Sammy Watkins. It's... I think it's a. I think it's ODB, but it's just because of that. He he missed like he missed like eleven games in one year because of that ankle. Twenty seventeen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I, I think it's ODB, but I think that's I think that's a skewed stat. I I I, I think. I mean, in looking at his stats, his best year was his rookie year. That was two thousand fourteen. I just think there's a little bit of risk that people are maybe getting, not 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 taking. As much as they should, for granted, just because of how talented he is, and they're sort of getting a you know big star idol ODB when he's switching teams. You know, he, he, we've only seen him on the Giants. He was the focal point of that offense. They ran through him. I, I just don't think that they're going to have the type of offense that that happens again, where he's you know option one, two, and three, and then everyone else falls into place. I think it's going to be a little bit more sort of not a holistic, where they're not going to. You know, mega target, mega target. That's just where I feel. I if he finishes number one overall, it's not going to surprise me. But sure. 
if he finishes a little bit below where his draft value would be, that wouldn't surprise me either. That's sort of where I'm coming at from from my draft, my ranking of them. What about you, Robbie? I mean, their defense is looking to be pretty good, and if they they are as good as I think they're going to be, um, I mean that does good for the run game, not as much for the passing game. And when you already have to share it with Jarvis Landry, that defense is going to be that good. I do. I think they're on the road. I think they're going to be above average for sure. I think okay. they're going to be. I can see them top ten. Okay. I, I'm not as high on their their defense. But I'll let I, you get to, I'm not concerned I, I about. I think they got a script. lot of. I I think they can, but some of the bigger. I mean, obviously target share. Um, so so I mentioned uh, the whole injury concern, which is, that plays into to me. Um, but a third factor that for me, um, I really don't like when wide receivers switch teams and that kind of goes for rookies too because it kind of takes time to um gain a rhythm with uh the new qb it's except for like hall of fame guys like randy moss jerry rice you know they they've got no problem and which i kind of see with antonio brown right here going to oakland different question marks there but I don't know is odell hall of fame worthy i Whoa, i mean he's yes i I'm not so sure he's talented yeah, for he's, sure. He's got to prove it this year. I, I mean, don't think he's proved it yet, ooh. and that's where my concern is. I don't think he's proved that he can instantly be an impact player on this team, that it might have to take him a little bit of time. I, I'm just not sure. I see Odell Beckham Jr. as like a slight step down from Tyree Kill when you're talking about like you know what's happening in between the 20s. Like He's Tyree Kill light between the 20s except like he's an absolute monster in the red zone i think when you combine those two factors um just his ability to turn uh a three yard catch into uh 80 yards of the house combined with his ability to find space out there and and dominate the red zone i i i really think sky's limit here guys i'm gonna pound the table for him i i already locked him up in that auction draft we did and yeah I, i i suspect that you know any chance I get to draft him, I will take him um, outside of like the top five or six. But um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean that's fair. Like I'm, yeah. I'm with Adam here, where it's I think it's a I could see him thing. being the absolute number one wide receiver at the end of the year. But I could also see a world where he ends up uh, like outside the top fifteen, even yeah. you know, just because of how things shake out. It's it's a little concerning, just everything that's going on. I don't think you could put him in that top five for sure. Yeah, I think it'll take some time to, you know, work through that chemistry with with uh, Baker Mayfield. But, yeah, I, I, I think we've sort of beat the nail on the head with this one, at least me and Robbie's thinking is, you know, okay. he, he could definitely he could definitely finish number one. But um, I'm seeing a little bit more, more of a risk about that than you are, Evan. Okay, okay. Um, let's get into that next tier then. So we've got uh, Tyree, or I'm sorry. Oh, one thing I'll one thing I'll mention before we could jump this next. Oh, okay. Next, uh, we just went through the one through nine. All of us had any combination of those nine people, right? Yeah. One through nine. Not a single one of those guys we had outside the top ten. Uh, so I think it's a very clear tier break here for people listening. That you know that those top five, those top nine are a little bit higher then the rankings will have like the difference between ODB here and TY Hilton is huge. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. So that next tier, like Adam said, uh, you kind of 
you're going to notice a drop off here, guys. So we're talking about uh, T.Y. Hilton coming in at uh, number 10 on our list. Amari Cooper comes in at 11. And Keenan Allen comes in at number 12. Um, so let's start off with T.Y. Hilton here, guys. Um, you know, we're all pretty consistent here on T.Y. Hilton. I think, you know, the catch numbers, especially he's better in a standard league um, just because his catch numbers aren't outrageous. Um, he's kind of more of a five to six uh, catch a game guy than seven to eight. But, uh, you know, he's he's a deep threat Um Another one of those guys that, you know, could take it to the house. Um, with a great offense, great quarterback, and Andrew Luck. My concern, though, is if anything happens to Andrew Luck, T.Y. Hilton disappears. And, uh, you know, you're, you all of a sudden, whereas guys like, um, you know, Mike Evans, um, you know, ODB, like those sort of guys, DeAndre Hopkins, like they can produce with a backup quarterback. T.Y. Hilton has shown that, you know, he essentially drops like a flex play um, if, if Andrew Luck's not in there. So I think that's a concern already. Andrew Luck's dealing with a calf injury, and it kind of seems like they're they're down they're trying to downplay it a little bit, but I think it might be a little bit more serious. God, it better than, not that's be that's like the first time they've downplayed it. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Um, I think this is something that's like I would not be surprised if Andrew Luck does not take a preseason snap. Um, in, in a preseason game, I wouldn't be surprised if he's questionable going into week one. Um, I don't think this is something that's going to hold him out all year, but, uh, you know, I, I do have, uh, very short term concerns about it. So, uh, interested to get your guys thoughts on T.Y. Hilton though. Well, that's, that's definitely a huge concern. A very good point on, um, Andrew Luck because, you know, those two, they, they've got a connection, you know, they, they're fin phenomenal duo uh you kind of i'm sure you look at ty hilton on your draft board and just look thinking uh it's nothing you're not expecting like lights out but you could expect a wide receiver one out of him mm-hmm. um you could absolutely ex- expect that and he, it seemed like last year he was a little more consistent than he has been in the past in the past he's kind of been like that boom bust kind of player but um he's definitely got um more consistency last year I will say uh, there are um, definitely a chance for him to lose targets this year. You got Deion Kane on the uprise. They uh, acquired Funchess. Mulcheri, Paris Campbell. Even though I don't, first <laughs> they got a little shed at Paris Campbell. <laughs> um, Sorry, that was cheesy. You, you need AB to cool that soup over there. <laughs> <laughs> Campbell at. I'm sorry, Robbie. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I, I I expect a little um, downturn from last year. Um, but still, he's he's a solid wide receiver one. Adam, what are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, I think that's I agree, sort of agree with everything Robbie said. I think that's just what you're gonna get with like you know after that first tier, the the tier we've been talking about, like the top nine wideouts. It's it's guys with you know some sort of big big factor that limits like sort of the upside. With T.Y. Hilton, it's it's everything Robbie said. It's, it's sort of the targets aren't going to be, you know, similar to some of the other guys that are in this range. Um, definitely yards per catch. He's he's great. He's been really consistent for a guy that probably you know you wouldn't think is a a guy that like sort of be durable, evade injuries. But he he's been really consistent. He plays a lot. Um, yeah, I think I think you know you 
you get what you get what you're paying for with T.Y. Hilton. I don't think unless Andrew Luck gets hurt, I, I don't think you're going to see many surprises. You know, you're going to be looking at 1,300 yards, um, anywhere between. He's had four to seven touchdowns every one of his years, so that's a good range to predict. Uh, and I just don't see a lot of change in there. I, if anything, I'd see a little bit of a decline based on the weapons they brought in. But I think he's, you know, he's had a connection with Luck for years, so I, I just don't see a lot of whole risk here. The upside may be maybe tapped but definitely consistent okay consistent wide out um okay so let's move on then to amari cooper here um robbie uh i know you're uh you were kind of a cowboys hater last year but i'm surprised to see you are the highest on uh amari cooper this year why don't you uh talk about that well i was mostly a cowboys hater last year because they had zeke and that was it that was their offense they're off Oh, yeah, okay, they had a little deck, what but they had no wide receivers. What about that under bet you had? I, I distinctly you remember like, you, you betting against the Cowboys for most of the year. Yeah. Yeah, be, that was before they got Amari Cooper, and then you saw it afterwards. And I got a little scared <laughs> <laughs> because the wheels kept turning because they actually had a wide receiver one. Their wide receiver one before was Michael Gallup and Cole Beasley, whatever mix you want to. Jason Garrett, they had no I'm confident in Jarrah, and I'm confident in Jarrah to get all three of these guys signed. (laughs) Jarrah. Is is Jarrah confident in, um, God, I can't even think of his name. Jason Garrett. Jason Garrett. He was literally, (laughs) he was like one quarter away from being fired. He was literally. He snuck a game out against the Eagles, and it was like, yeah, and like, all of a sudden, like, dude, they went on a run. I don't know if I've ever seen a head coach with a bigger smile after a regular season. Oh, mid, that was mid, huge. Mid year, like, he was, I, he might have gotten he was the on phone the call, seat. like, you are fired if you don't win this game. Oh, yeah. Like, when they just went on a run. They might have been know. three and four at that time or I something. They were four and three and five, I think, at that game. Yeah. They were, they was something, they were, they were, like, they were, they were done if they lost. And, uh, yeah. Came back. But, all right. So, like, big, but, anyways, I'm. I'm kind of surprised I'm highest on Amari Cooper, but mostly I have him ranked this high because he has those big blow-up games, and that's what skews his number. Honestly, I'm not I'm not drafting him at number 10. He's I don't know when I'd draft him. It probably won't be a couple of rounds later, but I'm not trusting him as like a wide receiver one um, just because you're going to get weeks where he just absolutely craps the bed. And you're going to be looking there like, how the hell did you only get a reception for a yard? I, But there's going to be some weeks where he gets, what, 15 targets, 13 receptions, do you, do you think 250 that, yards and three touchdowns? Do you Don't pair him with Tyreek Hill. Do you think that's like an old narrative, though, that he was when he was with the Raiders of being really inconsistent? Because, I, nope. I mean, you look at the track record of Dallas, like number one wideouts, it's pretty consistent. Um, you know, they, they like to hyper target their one, you know, let the running game sort of dictate what they do, but they always still have that, you know, the number one target leader. We've never seen Dak. I, I think we've never really seen Dak too with like a true number one. Dez was kind of on his way out, mm-hmm. uh, when Dak was coming in, uh, Dez was hurt a lot of those seasons too, uh, dealing with various injuries. Um, that was kind of, I think the first glimpse we got to see of, uh, Dak Prescott with, like a, a true number one uh, reliable option out there uh, at, at the uh, peak of his playing career. So um, 
I, I'm I like Amari Cooper this year. I, I I think I have him ranked a little bit lower because of what you talked about, Robbie, with the the big blow up games. Um, but then he can disappear at times. So, yeah, well, it'll be interesting to see if that kind of narrative dissipates this year, and if that was just something with the Raiders and Derek Carr, or if if that's kind of truly uh, how he is. But yeah, um, I I think there's a little bit of risk there that you have to factor in. I mean, Amari with Dallas had two blow blow up games three average games and four just absolutely shit the bed games. I mean, that's like the trends continuing. I mean, that's not the kind of production I want out of my wide receiver one. It's not a guy that's I want a guy on a lot of league winning teams. Mm -hmm. I want a guy I could plug in every week and know I'm good. I'll say two things or three things to this. Um, One, as far as the inconsistency last year, he was learning that playbook on the fly. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's so, true. I, mean, I think that you can sort of forgive him for that, and he probably outproduced what people were. But he definitely outproduced what people are expecting out of him in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um, the second thing is, if you know these rumors are true, he he's probably going to get paid like a top five wide out in the league. And you know, for many teams, that might not mean a lot, but he's going to get the targets if he's a top five paid wide out in the league. So I think you can sort of pencil him in for consistent targets. And the third thing is, is you know, out of out of a lot of the guys I'm looking at in this range, when you look at T.Y. Hilton, Keenan Allen, Adam Thielen, I think he's got probably the highest upside. You know, 2018, Bradley Cooper's stars born. Maybe 2019, <laughs> Amari Cooper's stars born. I, I mean. He, some of the years when when Dez was thriving, he was a red zone monster. Yeah, and you know they this team adding whatever's left of Jason Witten, they're gonna have a couple different red zone targets with you know Zeke Dak can run the ball in, um, Michael Gallup on the Michael Gallup on the Is outside. That Cooper's outside. mo though is he really effective in the red zone? Yeah, he was last year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I could see him yeah. taking. I guess what I'm saying is I can take see him. He has the talent to take a step up and become. Um, I thought step a lot of. It. I thought a lot of Amari was, if you get him in space, he could just make a play and be able to make it and mm-hmm. turn a play into the end zone. I, I don't know. He's pretty good on the short, mm-hmm. like within the five yard. I don't really. I don't really picture him zone. as a, like a red zone threat. To be honest, he's not. He's not the kind of guy you, you know throw up a lob to. Right. He'll come down with it. But he's really good at working those intermediate routes. And okay. Getting, getting separate. Or getting separate. Separate. Right. I can't think of the word. So, get you separated. Get you. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, anything else to add there, guys? All right. Let's move on to uh, Keenan Allen uh, coming in here at number 12 on our list. Um, we're all pretty consistent here. Uh, I've got him at 12. Robbie's got him at 11. Adam, you got him at 13. Uh, Keenan Allen, this guy's a target monster. Yeah, no more Tyrell Williams. Um you know, to kind of take targets away there is, is the third option. Um, still has Mike Williams, though, so that means teams can't tilt the field. Um, I I do have a little bit of concerns on uh, Rivers and his arm because I, I am seeing a little bit of a uh, decline there based on the film I've seen. But I still think that offense can be pretty prolific. Um, and, you know, a lot of Keenan Allen's work, it's not those – it's not the – 40 yard downfield pass it's you know he kind of works the middle of the field uh you know works the hashes uh kind of picks away in and then you know he can also he can make a move and and you know turn a small one into a big one so um his kind of issue though is he's never really been a great red zone threat um so it'll be interesting to see 
if if he can kind of change that narrative this year, I, I'm not really counting on that. Uh, he's more of like a, a target volume guy that you can kind of depend on him to give you consistent numbers week in and week out. Um, but an overall solid option. I mean, if you can get Keenan Allen as a wide receiver too, you know that's yeah, you're looking you're looking real good. So um, let's turn it over to Adam. What are your thoughts? I mean, I I think you said it quite well. He's more of the uh sort of T.Y. Hilton type where he's in between the 20s, not going to get you a lot of production inside the red zone. And quite frankly, the Chargers have better options inside the red zone with Hunter Henry, Mike Williams, Melvin Gordon, if he's there. Um, so is more like the one play get yeah. between the tw- 20s where Keenan Allen's like his safety valve between Correct. the 20s. Correct. Yeah, but yeah, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah, like stats-wise, there are different types of players. Mm-hmm. But like you yeah. said, uh, I, I'm now I'm looking at it, I think I'm a little bit too high on Keenan Allen. I everything Evan mentioned with some of the concerns with Philip Rivers' arm sort of deflating. Uh, I think the Mer- Hunter Henry didn't play last year. Mike Williams didn't start last year. I think both of those players are way better than Antonio Gates and Tyrell Williams. So I think he might hit a little bit of a decline, at least from last year, in his targets. And I mean, even looking at his stats last year, if you take off like twenty targets, you're looking at somebody that's barely at a thousand yards and somebody that can't really doesn't really catch a lot of touchdowns as it is. So I I think I'm probably a little bit too high on Keenan Allen. What do you, what do you guys uh, views on that? I don't know. I think he he might with Tyrell Williams gone, he might get an, a little uptick just because I mean it's just going to be him and Mike Williams. Mike Williams isn't going to take Tyrell's targets and then his own. I think it. They'll be kind of split or shared around a little bit. I mean, you do have the threat of Hunter Henry. Um, I think he's more just red zone threat to me. Um, a little bit of yardage, but um, I, I I do think Keenan Allen. I I, I want to go back um, and look at what these numbers would look like um, without Melvin Gordon. Oh yeah, I mean because I I I have the inclination that they would be up. Just because, I mean, you, can you really rely on Justin Jackson and Austin Eckler as much as you can Melvin Gordon? I, I would think they take a bump up after that. What, I would, would imagine you guys passing say? volume all around goes uh, up if Melvin Gordon doesn't uh, isn't on that team or you know isn't playing. Um, overall, I mean, I I tend to think that um, you know it's you can't. You can't draft Keenan Allen thinking like I I've got a potential top five guy here. It's like nope. I think I think where you're drafting him is kind of just what he is. It's like oh he's a great number two, uh, low end one if you're lucky. And um, you know he has had some injury concerns, but um, you know barring injury, I think I don't really see him finishing outside of the top twenty. Either like I think you know what you're getting from him, and um, you know you just you gotta you can't draft him thinking that this is going to be you know your your league winner at the position. Um, anything else to add there, guys? Okay, our final tier uh, we've got Adam Thielen coming in at 13, uh, Big Mike Williams coming in at 14, and then Robert Woods coming in at 15. Uh, so let's start it off with Adam Thielen. I'll start this one off, guys, because I've got him really high. Uh, I've got him at 10. Um, 
I I do have him higher in uh, PPR and half point PPR formats than I would in uh, standard. Um, but this is a guy that I think uh, it was kind of a tale of two halves for him last year. First half, um, absolutely unbelievable numbers. Um, focal point of that offense, and uh, you know was was like the I think it was the wide receiver one through the first eight weeks or so. Uh, if anybody can fact check, oh, me. he was. Yeah. I know mm-hmm. he was. He was blowing everybody away essentially. Then you know, second half of the season came and he kind of fell off a cliff for one half of the other. Uh, I guess what I'm getting to here is. You know, when I watch the film on the Vikings in general, um, and and on Adam Thielen, I I think he's closer to the player that we saw those first eight weeks. Actually, I don't I don't know that he's necessarily a number one, but I I, I think I don't not I don't necessarily think that he's the wide receiver one, but I think he is a wide receiver one in the fact that you can you know I think there's a good shot that he winds up. Uh, in the top 12, um, I expect his consistency to be a little bit better next year than what we saw last year. Um, I think that Vikings O line will be improved enough, still not great, but improved enough to allow Kirk Cousins to look downfield to get him the ball a little bit more and for him to let his routes develop. Um, but uh, interested to get your guys' thoughts as well. So, Adam, uh, you're the lowest on him. Why don't you uh, give me your thoughts? Uh I mean, I, I don't hate Adam Thielen. I think he's a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, seems like a wholesome man. He's Great like, goatee. He's actually like almost 20. He's about to turn 29 now, which is surprising yeah. me looking this up right now. Yep. Um, thing is, from Adam Thielen is, is, you know, he was the offense was really good in 2012. Or two, 2000, <laughs> 2017, yep. um, where they made it to the NFC Championship game. His stats were pretty similar to what you saw this year. Um, you saw a little bit more touchdowns uh, last this last year, um, but my concern is going forward. What what is this offense going to be? Uh, you've been hearing all I've been hearing all about how the Minnesota Vikings want to run the ball more, develop more of a power running game, yada yada yada. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that works. You know, with that O line, it seemed like last year it was either. You know, chuck it to one of the wideouts, make it, uh, make them, you know, make make plays happen, or, you know, Kirk Cousins getting rushed up the middle and having him throw off, throw off his back leg, and it's either you know a good player pick. Uh, I think they're going to try to be more of a balanced type offense this year, and I I think either I think one of either Diggs or Thielen's stats a real big just decline based on that alone. I, I don't know who is this going to be. So I'm sort of bringing both of them down a little bit than what probably everyone else has them ranked as, but that's sort of my, and and it, and it does scare me that you know he was as good as he was the first eight games. He was that bad yeah. the last eight games. Um, I don't know if it was people had tape on him tipping off on routes or because he, he's not a physical assessment. He's he's a very detailed route mm-hmm. route runner. Um, so maybe there was some. Something came out of, uh, about a tip. Might have been might have had an injury that you know just yeah, didn't yeah, come out. Yeah, I mean, for whatever reason, he was not good in the last eight eight games, and that's not a good taste, you know, being left in a mouth. a year like and a half of tape ago. together, though, where he was, uh, you know, she showed that he could be a top top five wide receiver in the league. I mean, I, mm. I can't discount that. I mean, he was also on the verge of being 27 when he broke out, so. Yeah. I mean, it's it's been a roller coaster of a career for Adam Thielen. Yeah. Um, I, as far as I, I see a lot, a little bit more risk than what I'm comfortable with. 
he's not the kind of player though where I'm I'm granted he's not Antonio Brown but I think some of the same stuff applies where like the the type of game he plays I think it's it lends itself a little bit better to aging than than some of the other type of, of uh, wide receivers mm-hmm. out there that are more a little bit more speed dependent. Um, but yeah, sorry, Robbie. Why don't Why don't you tell us where you're at? Um. Yeah. I. I'm really with Sadik too. I when I first punched the numbers for him, him and um, uh, Diggs, they were both buried in my rankings. They were like in the 30s for me. I'm like, whoa, this cannot be right. So I kept juicing them up and up, and I just, I got dealing at 13, and I just don't like it. Like, I've, the whole, the big thing for me is once they uh, fired uh, John DeFilippo, yeah. um, they just became a run team. Now, that becomes a little questionable because, well, their first game they played Miami, who they just ran the hell over, <laughs> as teams were doing all year. Then they played Detroit. Thielen was six for five for eighty yards, and then they played the Bears, which is tough to get any reasonable value out of this. So, I I don't know what to think about Adam Thielen really that much, other than that I would be nervous to draft him and expect that kind of start to the season that he had. I mean, it's a it's a new offense they're going to be running, yeah, Um, Yeah, and it seems like they want to run the ball more than they have been, which is also surprising having that running back depth they have, but I guess that's a different story. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I, I've i got him at 13. I just don't like it. Okay. Yeah, mid-third round, I'm not dealing it. No, I'm not dealing oh, sorry, it at all. <laughs> I had to get one this, of this has been a real nice pun episode, probably our best pun episode. Um, okay, uh, coming in at number 14 on our list, um, We've got Mike Williams, our second charger. B-O-W. Yeah, B-O-W. second charger to make the uh, top 15 here. So the reason he's making the top 15 is because Adam has him ranked all the way at 10 compared to Robbie and I, where it's 20 and 19 respectively. So, uh, Adam, clearly you're the you're the high guy in Mike Williams. Um, give us give us your reasoning there. You know, when, when I draft, I, I take a look at, you know, as many factors as possible – when looking at a player to see, you know, assess risk, see like, you know, where they stand coming into the year. And when I look at Mike Williams, I mean, I, everything checks off. The one concern I have with him is something we've already mentioned is Philip Rivers and his, you know, arm strength. And, you know, is he going to be able to get the ball downfield to Mike Williams? Um, and, and that's a valid concern. I can understand people sort of staying away based on that. Um, but when you look at a guy, the guy's pedigree, you know, seventh overall pick, um, dominated at Clemson in college, you, you know, your r- rookie year, he barely played. He was dealing with a back injury, um, was fully healthy last year. Um, did not see the field all that much. They were still acclimating him into the offense. Um, dude finished, uh, top, t- uh, top 20 wide out on total of five starts and 66 targets. Um, he ended up with 11 touchdowns. I mean, yeah, the touchdowns, you know, people are going to say, well, that's going to regress to the mean. Well, he had 66 targets. It's, it's sort of the same issue that I have with people saying that about Eric Ebron. It's it's not a volume-based regression. You know, if if Mike Williams has 66 targets this year, he's not going to finish high, but he won't. He'll have over 100 targets. Yeah. I, I can guarantee you that. Um, and he had 666 yards last year. Um, Feels like they've brought him along slowly in 
Um, you know, year one, rookie year, I know he had an injury coming mm-hmm. in, but he, he didn't play very much, kind of came on late as rookie year. They gave him a little bit of more exposure. Kind of felt like last year they, they leaned a little bit heavier, more heavily on Keenan Allen and Tyrell Williams and then kind of slowly kind of getting uh, Mike Williams more a larger part of the game playing kind of the second half of the year. And I kind of agree with you here that this is kind of when he takes off as um, if not 1B, maybe even 1A in that offense. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's probably – I'd I'd rank him as the best deep ball, um, not deep ball like you know fade route wide receiver in the entire jump NFL. ball. The the guy's an unbelievable yeah. talent when it comes to that, um, and it's I mean he's he's agile now. You know he had 15 yards per reception last year. I I think that's a good number for him going forward. He, I just don't see a lot of risk with him, given that he will at least double his target size from last year. Who do you think, and I think I know your answer just based on how you answer that, but fun exercise, better hands, Mike Williams or Alshon Jeffrey? Ooh. Well, those g- the th- given the last sample size of what we saw from Alshon, I'm going to go with uh, Mike Williams. But they're both similar players. I think yeah. Mike Williams is a little bit faster, a little bit more agile, yeah. can get it done a little bit in between the 20s where Alshon really had only a couple years where he could do that. Yeah. What do you think, Robbie? Yeah, give me the keys to the BMW. I think unleash him. <laughs> the big Michael. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, I think the concerns about Philip Rivers' arm are, are just you know something to to think about. Um, maybe keep you from taking him in the first two rounds, but I think it's okay to really start. I mean, from what I've seen, Mike Williams is going like fourth round, and I think this is a guy you can take in the third round and feel very good about it. Um, even as high as like, uh, you know, 25, 26. I think you can start looking at him. Um, the two games where, um, one where I think Keenan Allen just got hurt right away. Chiefs game. Yeah. The Chiefs yeah. Oh, game. he was a monster that Chiefs game. He was a monster that game. The, there was another game where Tyrell Williams just went out early on in the game too, and he was just a monster too. I think he had at least two touchdowns in that game too. Um, so yeah, he, he definitely has some phenomenal upside to yeah, him. And I think if you're looking at sort of the re- receivers in this range, like we just mentioned, uh, Adam Thielen, Robert Woods, Brandon Cooks, Tyler Boyd. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but he's got the highest upside out of those by far. Um, I mean, based on touchdowns, and I mean, if if let's say there's a scenario where they, they sort of make the decision, okay, well. Mike Williams is a little bit more talented at Keenan Allen. Let's give him, let's flip flop, you know, target shares. I mean, he could be wide receiver, top five. Yeah, he could. He's got the talent. He's got the pedigree. He's got a quarterback that's done it before. Yeah. Um, and then I, I think he might benefit if if Melvin Gordon. There, there's definitely a world where he um, surplants uh, Keenan Allen this year. Mm-hmm. Um. When they me, drafted I'm, him too. I'm I'm more picturing it like a slow transition throughout this year, as he's being the full on starter this year, and then next year he'll, he'll probably be the the number one. BMWs are known for their their maintenance. I think that's, one... that's why they had to take you careful out of the shop. <laughs> <laughs> low mileage, low mileage on the block. <laughs> I think one thing, and we'll we'll kind of wrap it up on this. Uh, one thing to consider though is I think that Chargers defense. 
is going to be like potentially scary good. Um, like yeah. maybe top five. Um, and you might not see great game script. Um, that, that might, as Robbie was talking about earlier, um, it with the Browns and how he potentially sees some bad game script for somebody like Odell Beckham. I could see that a little bit for these chargers wide receivers. I could see them just kind of being able to kind of run out the clock more in second halves, but, uh, you know, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. I, I don't think you can go wrong there. The value you're getting Mike Williams for in, in drafts right now is too good to pass up. So um, definitely definitely a guy that, um, you know, you, people should be grabbing in, in leagues. All right, guys, last on our uh, top 15 list here. I think this is a guy I'm actually a little too low on. Um, Robert Woods. Uh, I, I, I remember, you know, a couple of years ago I was – banging the table for the Bears to sign Robert Woods. Uh, he wound up going to uh, the Rams. And this was after Buffalo, when before he really ever broke out. Um, but, you know, anytime I kind of watched, you know, the talent just seemed to shine through. Um, just kind of didn't have great quarterback play with Tyrod Taylor in Buffalo. Uh, this is a guy that's really shined in L.A. Um, you know, had a wide receiver one season last year. And I don't see a reason why he can't do that again this year and he's going to be one of the more consistent guys you'll find um and for some reason you're still able to find him in the back of the third or beginning of the fourth round um i just think this is a great value um doesn't have the upside as some of the guys that we've listed out ahead of him but uh guys i have him at 17 i think i'm i'm too low i think i need to put him Essentially, I I put him like right behind. Um, I probably put him right behind T. Y. Hilton and in, in ahead of Keenan Allen. I think if I was thinking about it realistically. But interested to get your guys' thoughts. Uh, let's let's send it to Adam first. I know Adam's high on the Rams this year. Yeah, I mean Robert Woods, like everything you said, he's he's really grown into his own ever since moving from over from uh, Buffalo um, last year. Twelve hundred yards. Six touchdowns. Uh, he actually added a touchdown and uh, 150 yards on the ground last year. Uh, yeah, definitely safe. A lot of people are going to be, I think, and that's the reason why his draft spot is probably a little bit higher or lower than what it should be, is there's three options there on wideout. Um, you got Cooper Cup, Brandon Cooks, and people aren't really sure what to do with those three, sort of lump them all together. Do I choose one over the other? And honestly, they're all pretty much about the same, like projections and past production. Um, but I, I do think Robert, in my opinion, Robert Woods is the best out of the bunch. I think he's the most talented, most all, all around. Um, and you know, at this range, Evan, you said that you might have him a little bit too low. Yeah, I, I'm probably there with you. I, th- I think he's probably right around our wide receiver 15. Yeah. Uh, what do you what do you, what do you think about this, Robbie? Yeah, you you said it. He he's the safest of these Rams, and um, when you look at the game by game, um, I guess one of the key things that happened last year is near the end of the season, teams started figuring out out that how to stop golf, right? And once teams did, um, Brandon Cooks got hurt from it. He was not getting the kind of production who was getting earlier in the season when teams would just allow golf to have time so that 
Brandon Cooks could get deep and catch a long ball. So um, Robert Woods, even throughout that time, he was still a consistent guy. And you, I don't think you could be disappointed with him. I mean, I'm with you guys. I think wide receiver 15, 16 is about pretty good for him. And, it's, and that's um, a value from where he's actually getting drafted. Yeah, that's absolutely a value. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he is. I mean, people probably are slow on to him because of his days in Buffalo. Like, just think he's just a jag. But, he, you know, he's a talented guy. Um, the question becomes what happens in L.A. or do they fix this whole situation where teams have keyed in on Jared Goff? And do, do Cooks and Cup get going again? Was it just a situation with Cup being out? Rams didn't look too bad against the Cowboys and uh, Saints in the playoffs. No, I'm not too concerned about the offense as a whole. One thing I'm interested in seeing is if they do limit Todd Gurley's sort of impact on the offense, dude had an incredible amount of touchdowns the last two years. Yeah. I think some of those are going to be spread within the three wideouts. Mm-hmm. And it'll be That's interesting to see who benefits the most out of those three um, with that with the uh, sort of uptick in total, produ- or total touchdowns for those guys. Yeah. All right, guys. Um, let's uh, let's wrap that up with that. Then um, we do want to get to our uh, final segment here before we sign off. Uh, we're talking on the clock, um, Adam. I think you got a fun on the clock for us today, right? I do, and this is something that hopefully it's getting me excited. And it's hopefully getting you guys excited for the NFL season. Okay. All right. What um, do you got for us? It's three options here. What is you? Pick one. Pick one. Okay. Thursday night football, Sunday night football, Monday night football. Now, this is fun because you can take a lot into account here. It's not Monday night football because... It's nights after a Monday of work, but... The the overall production for me is... You're also sad because, like, it's like, oh, the week's ending. Like, oh, no more football for, like, three days. Honestly, I kind of lean in that Thursday night just to get it started. That's why I answer You know? Kind of get boozed up on a Thursday. Mm -hmm. You're like, yes, the weekend is almost here. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm a Thursday night football guy. And where do you stand? See, there's so many different directions you could take this. I think overall broadcast broadcast quality, it's Sunday night football. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Um, the Sunday night football games are typically that's game of the week yeah. usually, so it's it's the best game. So that's a that's a. It might be Sunday night football for me. Just just the what game. What if I told po- you Thursday night brings back color rush? Oh, <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> See, that was a game changer. <laughs> uh, do, who, do they still have Fox calling like half the games on Thursday night? I think so. See that that bothers me a little bit. It bothers me a little bit. Keep Tony Romo, like. Oh, the more we can yeah, get Jim yeah, Nance, Tony Romo, the better. Just have them do all the Thursday night games, and that'll be my answer for me. But uh, they're yeah. they're you could do you could do worse than Joe Buck and Trey. the Buck. Yeah, at least it's not Joe Tessitore. Yeah, I'm a Joe Tessitore hater. That Monday night, that Monday night crew last year was just it was a fucking dumpster fire. I don't know how they were allowed. You know that's the kind of book, thing. Yeah, book playing third wheel on two wheels. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually really funny. All right, uh, well that's gonna do it for our episode today, guys. Uh, I want to thank you guys for uh, tuning in here. We're gonna come back to you, uh, wrap up some of these positional rankings with uh, quarterbacks and tight ends to round it out, and then uh, we're gonna be right on the uh, the season here. So um, yeah, it's gonna be so we're gonna do QB. Um, one through QB seven 
And then we're going to do uh, tight ends one through seven as well. So uh, see you guys next time.